Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is in perfectionism. In other homes, the children are like objects of perfection to be displayed alongside dinners, centered on tables with fine fixtures, perfect posture, and orderly spoons and forks. Holidays and celebrations bring guests who compliment the parents for sparkling floors and perfect children. You know, you know, there, there would be many times when people would come over and, you know, my dad would show the videotape of the TV show that I had, never realizing that I would sprint to the room, was really embarrassed by it and just really shy. And it just, it was really hard to be creative. A more subtle and powerful undercurrent in our alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional families was ever-present control. And by hard to be creative, I just realized that that is one of the most, you know, that is one of the most important values. And creativity requires sustained periods of calm and solitude. Back to the reading. Although the type of control may not have always seemed clear, whether our houses resembled museums or they were well-cluttered, expressions of love may have been flowery and superficial, and had strings attached. Yeah, don't make dad look bad. The essence of these dysfunctional expressions was not authentic, and we know it. We knew it. The actual object of all the cleanliness or sloppiness, the pseudo-expression of love, was inauthentic. Deep inside, our true self saw that the real motive was the suppression of the possibility of admitting that things were out of control. Wow. That nailed it. You know, and that, again, as a child, I couldn't articulate these things, but things were out of control. Back to the reading. So we bought in and acted out the subconscious conflict to avoid both being ostracized and to keep our own feelings of being out of control from surfacing. You know, that was true. And I think at a certain point, like even as I got older and became an adult, I, you know, I just would fight with my mom. But I knew that fighting with my dad, it could be like World War Three if we really fought. Back to the reading. Gradually, when the sense of chaos crept into our consciousness as adults and we hit an emotional, spiritual, and physical bottom, we found ACA. Thank God. In this humble state, we are given the gift of recovery as we recollect the memories of her upbringing, admit her terror, and grieve her losses. On this day, I will examine the control in my family and the effect it's had in my adult life. I will practice the ACA program to help process the unexpressed traumatic fear and buried memories so that I may be free of control. And I love that, unexpressed traumatic fear. If you go into other rooms, they'll just keep talking about self-centered fear all day long. And I just, I don't think it does justice to the unexpressed traumatic fear. And then, you know, I think what, you know, there's a couple people in my life that I can express these unexpressed traumatic fears and you know, it makes the next quote-unquote thing or next right thing a lot easier to do. The next reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is seeking affirmation. Most adult children constantly seek affirmation, but do not truly believe compliments and praise when they come. Yes, this has been a story of my life, really. Um, Maybe until lately, but, you know, it's still like, you know, how many years of habits are we talking about? Back to the reading. Some of us cringed at our own birthday parties because we were uncomfortable with the attention we had originally sought. When our partners found us attractive, we felt nervous and distracted, for sure. When others complimented us, the only way we felt worthy of the praise was by returning it. We achieved all our goals only to find that we were not satisfied. Our dream life with our dream job 
and dream relationships still didn't fix us. And this was, you know, why this resentment against the Indian culture, because that was, you know, I felt like that's where my family got it from, the dream job, the dream relationship. The more successful we were, the more anxious we became, you know, longer to fall. So we heal in ACA. We learn to accept compliments with, without needing to return them. Wow. Wow. Just a simple thank you. We can let the words hang in the air like sweet perfume. We can enjoy it when we do something well, not because someone is watching, not because we expect affirmation from someone else, but because we know we did a good job. And that is just such a great way to just go through life, you know? We can enjoy it when we do something well, not because someone is watching, not because we accept affirmation from someone else, but because we know we did a good job. More importantly, we can even allow ourselves to fail and still love those wounded parts inside of us, even when others do not. And this is, I think, another key. Uh, I don't remember when I heard that, but really loving the wounded parts of us. At least we made the effort. Maybe our mistakes will eventually lead to success, but even if they don't, we will be all right. A relationship with our higher power and inner children become enough for us. This is legendary. A relationship with our higher power and inner children become enough for us. We are enough just as we are for today and every day. On this day, if I do something imperfectly, I will remember that I also do a lot of things right. I have many reasons to be proud of myself. And now we move to the language of letting go by Melody Beatty and the topic is detachment. One day, my son brought a gerbil home to live with us. We put it in a cage. Sometime later, the gerbil escaped. For the next six months, the animal ran frightened and wild through the house. So did we, chasing it. There it is. Get it, we'd scream each time someone spotted the gerbil. I or my son would throw down whatever we were working on, race across the house, and lunge at the animal hoping to catch it. I worried about it, even when we didn't see it. This isn't right, I think. I can't have a gerbil running loose in the house. We've got to catch it. We've got to do something. A small animal the size of a mouse had the entire household in a tizzy. One day while sitting in the living room, I watched the animal scurry across the hallway. In the frenzy, I started to lunge at it, as I usually did. Then I stopped myself. No, I said, I'm all done. If that animal wants to live in the nooks and crannies of this house, I'm going to let it. I'm done worrying about it. I'm done chasing it. It's an irregular circumstance, but that's just the way it's going to have to be. I like that. It's an irregular circumstance, but that's just the way it's going to have to be. I let the gerbil run past without reacting. I felt slightly uncomfortable with my new reaction. Not reacting, but I stuck to it anyway. I got more comfortable with my new reaction, not reacting. Before long, I became downright peaceful with the situation. I had stopped fighting the gerbil. One afternoon, only weeks after I started practicing my new attitude, the gerbil ran by me as it had so many times, and I barely glanced at it. The animal stopped in its tracks, turned around, and looked at me. I started to lunge at it. It started to run away. I relaxed. Fine, I said. Do what you want, and I meant it. One hour later, the gerbil came and stood by me and waited. I gently picked it up and placed it in its cage, where it has lived happily ever since. The moral of the story? Don't lunge at the gerbil. He's already frightened, and chasing him just scares him more and makes us crazy. Detachment works. Today, I will be comfortable with my new reaction, not reacting. I will feel at peace. And lately, I think a lot of that, you know, with enmeshment comes, you know, boundaries 
personal boundaries were work and play and all these things kind of mess with each other or, or kind of like intermingle. What I'm realizing a, a challenge, especially lately, is, you know, concentration and detachment. You know, concentration while I'm at work and then detachment and, you know, kind of letting go and, you know, enjoying the night when I'm not at work. The final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is step 12. The 12th step says that having had a spiritual awakening, we try to carry this message to others. Our message is one of hope, love, comfort, health, a better way of life, one that works. How do we carry it? Not by rescuing, not by controlling, not by obsessing, not by becoming evangelists for the recovery cause. That one I can do sometimes. We carry the message in small, subtle, but powerful ways. I also do that, so I have to give myself some credit. Great job, Kwan. We do our own recovery work and become a living demonstration of hope, self-love, comfort, and health. These quiet behaviors can be a powerful message. Inviting, not ordering or demanding, someone to go to a meeting is a powerful way to carry the message. Going to our meetings and sharing how recovery works for us is a powerful way to carry the message. Being who we are, and allowing our higher power to guide our actions are powerful ways to carry this message. Yeah, I have a friend who is really was a great role model for this. Often we find ourselves carrying the message more effectively than we do when we set out to reform, convince, or coerce someone into recovery. Traction, not promotion. Caretaking and controlling are not ways to carry the message. All those behaviors carry is codependency. Wow. I didn't know that controlling was codependency. Still, the most powerful form of helping others comes down to helping ourselves. When we do our own work and are honest and open about it, we impact others more than by our most well-intentioned helping gesture. We cannot change others, but when we change ourselves, we may end up changing the world. Today, I will strive to carry the message in ways that work. I will let go of my need to help people. Instead, I will concentrate on helping and changing myself. If an opportunity comes up to share my recovery with someone, I will do so quietly. God help me show others comfort, empowerment, and hope. I can be a channel to help others when I'm ready. I do not have to force this. It will happen naturally. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kwan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is. To love myself and to feel my feelings.